All right. So welcome back to the Ticket to Anywhere podcast, where we're helping you adventure from anywhere, especially during this pandemic. We are your host. I'm Trizzy. And I'm Leah, LA in flight. We do want to remind you, we are a visual podcast, so you can find us on YouTube first and, for- first and foremost. You just go into that YouTube search bar and type in Ticket Number Two Anywhere Podcast. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Google, Anchor, Stitcher, and Pocket Cast. Today's episode, we chat about wine and travel, and it's a good time to do so because if you didn't know, September is National Wine Month. I didn't know that. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and to celebrate National Wine Month today, we have Jessica Yanez, who is the creator and co-host of the Wine and Chisme podcast. Love the name. Love the so name. So excited to have Thank you. you Thank you. Well, we're going, the ticket to the wine glass is where the ticket okay. is taking us today. Hey, you just <laughs> came up with our episode title. <laughs> so Jessica, can you let us know what wine you're drinking and what your recommendation is for today? Um, today I'm drinking, it's from Noble Wines Collection. So since this is a visual podcast and I can actually show go. the <laughs> bottle, the, the Cabernet Sauvignon and um if you're unaware because i am one person and i don't always drink an entire if i if i am with somebody i can drink an entire bottle no problem but if you can't especially with red wines if you seal it up put it in the fridge it'll hold for you for a little bit longer so mm-hmm. that's what i've done and that's what i'm drinking today mm. when did you get that bottle um i think i had probably about a week and a half ago and it'll it'll so i'm sure i will probably finish it tonight let's not be let's not lie (laughs) that is a generous pouring you have there and i support that 200 (laughs) percent you use the wine preservers like from bed bath and beyond you know those well here's the thing i've had people send me stuff to sponsor my podcast and everything but because I really want to make sure that I'm supporting BIPOC communities and businesses that are BIPOC. Uh, They want to also, I've had people like want to be a guest and then give me stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've had to turn them down because I'm sorry, like, I I think what you're, what you might be doing is a great thing, but you're not my audience. Like your story is not, your sci white, your, your cis man, you know, male, white male story is not who my audience is there for. So, mm-hmm. I'm just, so I've already had to say no to a couple of those things. Absolutely. But you are there for your vision and your mission. So actually let's back, I would love to backtrack a little and have you explain, you know, the wine and cheese may, where the idea come from, who you support. I want to know all that background. Um, it's actually like the third iteration, right? I initially started as like a YouTube channel with somebody else talking about like not being quite midlife because I'm, you know, 42, single, no kids. So any like cute single men out there, uh, hey. hello, that's, gotta use your opportunities. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Hey, if anything, I will make you guys laugh. If any, if nothing else. (laughs) Keep drinking, keep drinking. (laughs) But, um, and, but I realized when you're working, I mean, as you guys know, when you're working with somebody else, you're constantly having to depend on other people. And it was like, 
oh, well, I can't record this story. I can't record this day. Yeah. And so I was just like, you know what? That's not what I want. I want it. I want something that's constant. And then I decided to take it from something that was visual to a podcast to more of an audio me medium. And I had started out with a different name. The name was initially going to be um, Amor con Labios, which is love with your lips, because initially, like all love comes from these lips and these lips. <laughs> so top and the bottom. So good. Cardi B wop song. Right? I mean, really, that that original concept was really from me. Come on, let's <laughs> And then. Um, and then we changed it to entre labios, which is between the lips, which still held the same Dang thing, God. right? Like you. <laughs> and then, but I had always said like, oh, we're going to have wine and chisme with my friends. And it just kept pulling me. I kept like pulling back to that. And my friend was like, maybe you can have a segment. And I was like, it just, what didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I think that's what the name of the podcast has to be, yeah. wine and chisme. Because I love it. I can still talk about all of these things that I want to talk about, mm -hmm. but it just sounded so me. And when I started talking to people about the name, they were like, oh, that's so you. Oh my gosh, that's so yeah. you. So then awesome. I knew that was what it had to be. I love it. And can you tell for our non-Spanish speaking audience, like wine and cheese, how like that's a play off of? Yes. So I'm a wine and cheese lover and chisme is Spanish for gossip. So it's wine and chisme. So it's wine and gossip. But the podcast was really created to share stories of people from the BIPOC community um, because I feel like there's not enough of us. And it's, I kept hearing the same stories over mm. and over and over again. And I was like, you know what? I have friends who've never been on podcasts that they have amazing stories. I have so many people that I know that are out there that I haven't met that probably have really awesome stories and they just don't have a platform. Why do we always have to recycle the same stories over and over and over again? Not to say that I don't want to talk to those people as well, but I just wanted to give a platform for the quote unquote everyday person to be mm -hmm. able to share their story. So that's really what it's about. It's about highlighting the stories that need to be told from communities of color and they those people being able to spill the wine or spill the chisme on their own terms so and we drink wine i mean come yeah, on what could be better yeah. than that no I'm totally gonna, i'm totally. gonna plug my, the wine that i'm drinking i don't think <clears throat> you'll be able to see it it's a uh, simpler wines brand for a pack of four trader joe's right yes girl <laughs> trader joe's the mango flavor it's sparkling wine. It's so good, so refreshing, and dirt cheap, let's be honest. Wine in a can is all the rage now. So um, obviously, it is. we're all women of color, and we are so excited to have you here and, like, you know, promoting your vision, giving you this platform, and having this collaboration. And I know you have a, like, a storytelling background. You worked in PR, worked for nonprofits, right? Like, that's yeah. where you drew a lot of the inspiration. That's how you've easily brought these people onto your show and giving, give them a platform to, to speak out. Right. Yeah. I actually feel like it's kind of what I've done my entire life. I was always that really curious kid when a new person would come to school and be like, hi, I'm Jessica. Tell me all about you. Da, 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 da. And I would Aww. introduce them to everybody. So really I'm doing the same thing as a, just in a different format. I'm like, hi, I'm Jessica. Tell me all about your story. Let me ask all the questions. Um, so really nothing has changed as an adult. I'm still that 
very curious kid and I want to know everything about you. <laughs> when you're surrounded by people who have really wonderful stories to tell and inspiring stories to tell, it makes it easier because sometimes you get down on yourself. I'm sure you guys have experienced that. Like, is anybody listening? Does anybody care? Does anybody, whatever. And then, yeah, right. And then I talk to somebody and I hear these stories and I'm just like, man, if one person is inspired by this, then it's all worth it. Then the work is worth it. Then staying up late to edit is worth it. Cause you know, when you're a small podcast and independent podcast, like we are, it's, you know, you're, I'm the host, I'm the producer, I'm the editor, I book the guests, I look for the sponsors, like I do everything just as you guys do. And it's not, you know, we want to think, oh, it's just so easy. But because I love it so much is what makes me keep going. I, when I was traveling, when I drove up the coast, and I was in Napa, and I was editing, I was up Till, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night editing because there was an episode that needed to be, you know, dropped to me that needed to drop the next morning. And because I love it so much, I don't mind doing it. Uh, you, are, you were born for it though. I know <laughs> you're such an inspiration to us. Seriously. <laughs> and so that is a great segue actually. Well, yeah. Cause you mentioned that you traveled. Yeah. You, you, traveled to Napa for wine and I guess our first question is like where else have you traveled for wine and then talk talk about your experience and what is the worst wine that you've had I and... try to drink a different wine every podcast and with there's there's so many wines it's very easy to try and find a different wine um but I will say this I do not like chocolate I know I'm a weirdo people are gonna think you're I'm a total weirdo I'm Me not a I don't like chocolate. I don't like caramel. I don't like grapefruit. So I always try and look. So anything that has those, mm -hmm. I am not a fan of. Mm -hmm. I actually drank a wine that's sitting in my fridge that is for guests now because not all wines have a, I don't always plan my wine. I tried to plan the wine before the head of time. Sometimes it's hard because you don't know what you're going to find at the store. And if I have you know, places to order from, I will. So I know what I'm getting, but I will always try and read the label. So I always encourage people to read the label, look it up through your phone, whatever, to find the types of wine or what's in the wine. But I, I didn't have time to do this and it had grapefruit and I took a drink and I think I went like, and I was like, so this, I'm sure if you like grapefruit, you'll love this wine, but this is going to be, because I try to get really honest, right? Like, there, people aren't paying like so I am getting some wine sponsors but if I'm paying for my wine I'm gonna like absolutely I'm telling you the truth and I did not like this wine so that was definitely not my favorite but during this time of COVID I took the opportunity because I you know am able to work from home and so I took the opportunity to take a road trip and I was like if I'm gonna do this if we can't travel anywhere I, I can try I can at least travel in my car Yes. And I can at least stay in a hotel where they're being extra diligent and mm -hmm. head up to my sisters who lives in Portland. So I drove from here to Monterey, from Monterey to Napa, spent a couple days in Napa, from Napa to Southern Oregon, and then spent 10 days in Portland with my sister and then drove back with two of my nephews. 
So oh. it was really awesome to be able, it was my first time in Napa and I, oh, wow. I went by myself. It was just me and my dog nice. and it was really awesome because I, I can't wait to go back again. I, I've actually been meeting with the Mexican American Vintners Association Cool. And so they took me out to dinner and spoiled me with this beautiful dinner and wine and all of these things. And I can't wait to go back and go for a longer time. Mm -hmm. But there's so many places I would say, I don't know, like there I traveled specifically for wine, right? I specifically made a pit stop there. But everywhere I go, I try and drink wine. So I've been to like, now I've been to Napa. There's actually... Portland, like Oregon is becoming this really big area for wines and they have some beautiful wines and we went to a couple of wine uh, vineyards over there. Dallas has, you know, outside of the Austin area, there is wine country in like the Fredericksburg area. But even Dallas has wineries that you would not think, like you don't think of Dallas and wineries. But I've been to wine tours in Dallas when I lived there. Interesting. Yeah. That's so interesting. Um, Temecula, obviously, yeah. you know, we have the, the wineries in Temecula, even in Costa Rica, we didn't hit any wineries, but I was very interested in the wines that they had there because oh. I, there's a lot of really great South American wines and Mexican wines. So to see them kind of, yes, girl. Yes. So I thought they only grew tequila in Mexico. Or <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's so much. I'll, well, I'm sure we'll get into it. <laughs> yes. Oh, that sounds amazing. Oh, wow. That's great. So you've been quite a few places. Um, and I like this follow-up question that you had, Trizzy. In one of our episodes, Leah had to wake up really early to catch a bus. I'm like, do uh, I remember However, <laughs> However, she was extremely hungover. Oh, yeah. So the bus ride was terrible for her. Um, the bus ride was about four hours, I believe, Ooh. and um, she just wasn't doing well. The night before, I don't know what she was drinking, maybe wine, but do you have any like suggestions on if a traveler has an early morning get-up time for the night before, like what type of wine they should be drinking? or Stay away from bubbles. Oh, bubbles. Stay away from bubbles because the carbonation and the sugar that's what gives you like headaches. If you have red wine, use an aerator or let it breathe for a time because that will help as well. That not only helps the flavor, but that helps just with having that headache because a lot of people tend to get because of the, I don't, there has not been anything proven in regards to sulfates because right now people are about the sulfate free wine, but there really isn't anything proven. There's, a, there's, you know, anything that people can be allergic to in any food or drink, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I would say stay away from really sugary wines and especially wines that have bubbles like champagne or um, anything like that. So I would, I, would, I would lean away from those types of things if you have to travel the next day. Okay. Well, have, have you had any stories uh, similar to Leah? Um, it, yes, I have. But it, yeah, it wasn't having to do with the wine. But when I was in Miami, mm. oh my gosh, when I was in wow. Miami, we, we were... Every I, good story starts with when I was, when in, I was Miami. in Miami. <laughs> yes. Yes, I was in Miami. And we were there for a graduation. And then somebody asked if I want to go to 
a strip club. Ooh. We go to a strip club and I'm drinking and we have an early flight the next day. I got sick on the plane. Oh, oh no. From, I was so hungover. I will never go to a strip club the day before I travel again. <laughs> It's all the strip club's fault. I know. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. They kept handing me drinks. Mine, I was like, I need something to eat. And I got a Nate, Nathan's hot dog. I couldn't oh. with the smell. No. I didn't even I didn't even eat it. I was like, here. Like I, like I just I didn't even eat it. I like threw it away or I threw it to somebody. I don't even know. Oh my just, god. Now was enough to, yeah. to get me. That's oh terrible. Goodness. So in flight, usually on a good day when you're not hungover, do you drink on, on the plane? I do. I, okay. So I don't know if you guys do this. This is what I do because I always get free stuff on my flights. Mm -hmm. And it's because I always, first of all, I, I just want, if anybody who's a flight attendant, like, thank you because they have yes. to put up with a lot of stuff, oh, right? God, yeah. They have yes. to put up with COVID, a lot. they did. Yeah. And so for me, I just always want to thank them. So I will always bring like, even though I don't like chocolates, I'll always bring chocolates or cookies or something and give them to the flight attendants just as like a thank you. Whether they give me anything or not, I don't care, but they always end up giving me stuff. They're like, oh, what seat are you in? Oh, it's yeah. so, <laughs> so, but and then they always, you know, then they take care of me, which is really nice, especially on long flights, like my flight to and from Hawaii. I would, you know, to New Orleans. I by the time I landed in New Orleans, I was drunk as a skunk, <laughs> giving me drinks. But I think just showing your appreciation and saying thank you, and and so I do that. So yes, I usually will drink um, vodka soda. I usually don't drink wine on my flights, mm, okay. but I'll drink um, vodka soda usually. Sometimes they'll be like, "Hey, we're, we just got a new alcohol. Do you want to try it?" And they'll mix make me stuff. What? That's fancy. Yeah. You're like taste testing over here. Oh, I've got, I, what, my flight to New Orleans, not only were they, and then I was sitting next to somebody, I, I don't know if it was that flight or a different one, where I was like, I didn't know the girl, and I was like, hey, can she get something too? And they're like, yeah, no problem. Oh, you are, you are the best person to sit next to. Um, yeah, I'm a good person to travel, even on, wait. I even got free drinks and I got the plane to sing happy birthday to my friend on a spirit airline <laughs> flight. That is so cool. It. You would. Cool. You would. You just have the most vibrant personality. <laughs> but I think it's people know when you're genuine or not, right? I think oh, yeah. like no matter when you're, especially when you're traveling as traveling, because I think as Americans as US citizens, let me be more specific, mm -hmm. the reputation. We are very entitled, which we are. We're very entitled. We expect things to be our way, but you can't expect that when you travel different areas, especially if you travel outside of the country. So I think, and but I people can tell if you're genuine or not, regardless of language. Yeah. And I think that's really what it is because I really do appreciate people. I really do appreciate what people do. I appreciate when people are nice to me. I want to be nice to them. Um, I believe me, can I turn on my like, <laughs> yes, I can. I can, <laughs> I can turn it on if I need to, but I think um, ultimately I would rather be a nice person and 
give that back because you don't know what, what kind of day somebody has had and they could just be taking it out on you. So I think, no, regardless of, of country or even area of the country that you're in, if you can respond with a smile and with just trying to realize it, and I still have to work on it. It's not all the time. I think people see that and then they want to be, then they appreciate that and they want to, you know, help you out or give things to you or whatever it is. Totally. Absolutely. I learned um, in a presentation a few weeks ago, like it approach everything with a positive and happy disposition and you'll get more of anything you want out of life than if you were to, sorry, I have an itch in my throat. (laughs) I sound so emotional. Oh my God. (laughs) approach everything with a positive and happy disposition you'll get more out of life and you'll be more absolutely people than coming in demanding or Mm -hmm. rude or mean you know and it's just like you something I've for sure had to work on because I have my days we all have our days and it's okay yeah yeah but it's when you recognize it sometimes (laughs) you're like Okay. But I've also learned like when I'm getting to that point, I have to step away. I have to like breathe. I have to, whatever it is before I re-engage or else then like the bitchy Jessica will come out and nobody (laughs) wants that. Girl, nobody wants that. (laughs) So actually, I don't think I told uh, Trizzy how, just for anyone listening, Jessica and I actually met at a party last year and it was a friend's party oh. of her like one year celebration of being in Los Angeles which and is I'm, great, and I've great known her Dallas like I know I've known her since for years yeah because we used to go to church together in oh, Dallas that's so Aww. sweet yeah I didn't, I didn't know that actually and like out of you know it was a good solid group of like maybe 20 people but Jessica and I were connected on uh, social media. And then I just, I followed your wine and cheese, my podcast journey, you know, we've been connected now for over a year and a half. And so I was like, this is perfect. And you're just, you know, a light, a shining light in life. So I'm like, <laughs> we have to have yeah. <laughs> um, I want to know, do you have any favorite regions where your wine is from? Or do you like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm still learning, but okay. yeah, I love Riojas and Riojas are Spanish wines. Mm. Um, so I really love Riojas. So there's in California. So obviously Napa is the region that's very known in California for wine, mm. like Napa and Sonoma, but there's also another area called Lodi that is starting to get known for their wines. Mm. And there is a particular wine that I really like. It's a new winemaker, and the wine is called Seis Soles, which is Six Sons. So Seis Soles Wines, and his website's the number six, Soles, S-O-L-E-S, uh, dot com. And his wine just launched this year, and he has beautiful blends. If you're a rosé person, um, the rosé is a little bit sweet for me, but I realized if I didn't have it super cold and I let it come, not room temperature, but cold it like helped the flavor mm-hmm. for me so it didn't taste as sweet his white blend is amazing good. it's Yum. so good um and he has two different reds that they're really really good right now also if people want to try and go to his thing you could put in code wine and cheese i don't get anything from it like it's not like an affiliate link i just was really asking if we my listeners could get something but if you could put in code wine and cheese W-I-N-E-A-N-D-C-H-I-S-M-E. You get 30% off your order. And supporting like these small independent wineries. Like I'm a big wino, 
um, I, I mean, self-proclaimed, like, you know, aspiring wine connoisseur, but right. every year I have, uh, my family has a tradition. We call it blackout Friday, but we go, instead of shopping, we go wine tasting every <gasps> black Friday since 2000. Why have I not done that? I'm, I'm doing totally- that. Yeah, I know our family secrets out, but Jessica, when we started this in 2008, no one was doing it because online shopping wasn't big, right? Yeah. 2008. So we were doing it and we, and, and this started with cousins from, um, we'd get a limo, we'd go big in 2008, all my cousins, you know, none of them had kids at the time. This was more than 10 years ago. And we'd go, we'd switch up the location every year. We'd go to Temecula, the central coast. And then, you know, everyone started getting older, having kids. So now it's just my actual siblings and I. So like the five of us, we go, but it's still tradition. And now it's, we don't even have to do like a wine tour. We'll do, um, we'll maybe even just go to a winery and have a bunch of tastings. But Mm -hmm. the tradition is every year, every Black Friday, we go to a winery of some sort or we have some wine tastings and that's the tradition. And now we can just buy, one click, buy things online. Yeah. So we don't need to go line up at Target, you know, line yes. up at Best Buy. But, oh my gosh, I'm so doing that. Well, just to, like when you're talking about um, small businesses and everything, one thing I want to make sure that I let make people aware of is less than 5% of wines are actually made by from the BIPOC community or BIPOC winemakers. And less than 2% of those are actually distributed in retail channels. So a lot of these winemakers, these BIPOC winemakers are very small. Mm-hmm. And so they count on people going into their tasting rooms and going to the vineyards to be able to sell their wine and then being part of their wine clubs and everything like that. So that's, why for me it's very important to try and link people up with these winemakers because um it's to be able to promote these winemakers and and say hey because right now people really want to support small businesses and people are really i think more aware of you know what the BIPOC community is and if people aren't aware it's black indigenous people of color so we are all women of color but none of us are black or indigenous so but that's just to make sure it's all inclusive right to make sure that it's all inclusive so um I made sure to include a list of like the hundred like a hundred black winemakers on my website Um, I'm working with the Mexican American Vintners Association to have a virtual wine tasting that's going to be coming up, you know, hopefully October, November, we'll be able to do this virtual wine tasting and uh, to really promote these small mom and pop Mm-hmm. wineries that have struggled that have gotten hit really hard with COVID. Now, thankfully, at least in California, they're able to open up outside. And now I think up to 25% inside, but that okay. still takes a really big hit because for a long time they were closed. Mm-hmm. And when that's, when you're in Napa and you're, you're not in retail stores and you are counting on so many people to go into your to go into your tasting room and you don't have that open that's really cutting off people at the knees a lot of people at the knees yeah. so um i want to make sure that i'm using my platform to really share these wines and these stories yeah absolutely and we appreciate you for that so if you have any i mean if you off the top of your head know any other wineries or vineyards that are owned by bipoc please just say you know say them out loud here but we'll make sure to also yes. link them in the show notes yeah, so I will be doing the wine tasting with four um, Mexican vintners, Mexican American vintners, 
and they're Ondrama Family Wines, Llamas Family Wines, Robledo Family Wines, and Herencia Wines. So those I know, and then, like I said, Seis Soles Wines is their BIPOC. Then you have a larger, like even black wines you have, but the, like the McBride sisters, they're probably one of the better well-known black vintners because um, they are in retail spaces. So, but if you can't order something, a lot of these wineries, when you go on, it, they'll, if they have retail spaces, if they hold any shelf space in a retail store, they'll actually direct you to where it is, which is nice. Right. So they're like, oh, where to find us? And they'll actually say, like, these are the stores we're in. So I've looked at a lot of virtual wine tastings and a lot of them is like, oh, it's $40, but that's not including the wine mm -hmm. or they're doing tons of wine at one sitting. But if you're one or two people going through even sometimes even going through two bottles of wine can be what like a lot. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to do different, bring different to this virtual wine tasting is every week. We, it's like every week for four weeks. So you're not sipping on 12 bottles of wine in two days, right? Because how much wine can be wasted? Yes, there is wine that was like $400 and it was like 12 wines, but then it's over a two day period. And I'm like, I love wine, but that's a lot that for me. You will become the wine after that. Like, yes. <laughs> I would be like Violet in Willy Wonka, you know, just turn into blueberry. I would just turn into something purple, I think. How do you feel about, you know, um, wine subscriptions? They're a massive thing right now. And I want to know if you know about any of like the BIPOC community getting into those wine subscription boxes. So I know that they are going, yes, like the individual vintners are. Um, what I'm hoping to do, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. This is the first time I'm saying this like out loud in public. So you're yeah, getting an exclusive. <laughs> so what I'm going to be working on for 2021 is to create our own wine club where people can get the wines that we had from the previous month. That's so so cool. they get to drink those same wines with us, right? I yeah. love that. So it's going to be a little bit different because it's not just one vintner, but it's coming, but it's, I think it's important to really kind of spread the love. And if people decide that they like a particular vintner, then they can order more from them. But I, I, you know, I just, I'm going to be working with several, I'm trying to build relationships with several vintners so we can do that. So we can go ahead and create something where you get, you're getting different wines every month, but they're not wines from the same winemaker, that they're different winemakers that you get to try because different winemakers make different wines. If I decided to do an entire month of Cabernets, those will all taste different. Mm -hmm. And it's all based on the area because you could use, you could get a grape from France, right? You can get a vine from France, plant in California and it's going to taste different because the soil is different is different all of those things are different and it could be back to same vine and it's totally different from being in a different area so oh my gosh I can't believe I just let the cat it feels good cat, right it feels good well, yeah because it has a hair that's really what I'm because I really want <clears throat> to be able to share to share all of the wines that I'm so that really means 
it won't necessarily be wines that you can buy off the shelf. It's really going to be um, building these relationships with vintners to be able to do this. Yes. And a very curated selection of wines that exactly. you've gone through personally. And I love that. So y'all heard it here first, Ticket to Anywhere podcast with the wine and cheese may. We're looking forward to 2021 with that. I'm so excited for you. That's amazing I feel like news. 2021, I have so many plans. I feel like I I plan on taking the wine and cheese man tour, the wine oh and cheese man podcast on I tour. So um, it's going to, you know, first start out in the States, but you know, this is a ticket to anywhere. So I got to just say like, so I, I'm in San Diego, I'm based out of San Diego. So I can do that here anytime. So that will probably be one of the last ones, but I'm planning on going to LA, the Bay area, Dallas, New York, Miami, and either Chicago and or Atlanta. So it would be like a wine and cheese event. With, and then we record a podcast live there. And, you know, I'm an event producer by trade. I know. This is my stuff. <laughs> um, I would love to know, like, what you've learned, um, basically, like, what you've learned about traveling as, like, a Latina, Latinx, and from from just doing the podcast and traveling yourself and through your guests. Like, any, any revelations, any um, I, stories? Well, I tend to travel light because I hate, like my, I will go on trips with my friends and they have these giant suitcases and I'm like the one with the carry on <laughs> because, and I'm like the chunkier one. So my clothes take up more space. So I'm like, if I can do it, you could do it, little girl. Like <laughs> you size two person. Little, girl. <laughs> little, I don't mean little, I mean little like that. <laughs> But so I try to like, th like pack things that I can mix and match. So I might only bring like two, like, like for a week's trip, I might only bring, or actually this, I was gone for three weeks and I didn't even wear everything that was in my suitcase. Wow. Like, wow. cause Good I was just you. changing things up. So I think that like try and find things that are really versatile mm -hmm. because the last thing you want to be doing is hauling a ton, a ton of stuff. I have a backpack where I can put my laptop in, backpack and my carry-on. That's usually what I take. And that's about it. Um, and I would say just as a single person and as a single woman in particular, you always have to be kind of on the lookout. So you can't be on your phone all the time. You really have to take things in. And I think we live in such a digital age that we want to do this all the time with our phones. Yeah. And we, you're not seeing the world as it is meant to be seen when you're seeing it behind a screen. Like, so I always try and take at least a few moments to look at what I'm supposed to be seeing before I start taking pictures. Yeah. Um, we went, um, I went with my nephews to San Francisco. They drove back down with me and we took that, we went to that spot where everybody goes overlooking the Golden Gate Bridge. Okay, I didn't realize you could park right there. We freaking did a hike. <laughs> we parked at the bottom and like did a hike up there. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And, but it was worth it. It was beautiful. And I, it was so crazy windy, but I was just looking at it and just thinking, like looking over everything and thinking like, wow, like this, 
like how many of us just don't take the time to look mm-hmm. and to really take those things in. So that's another thing that I would say before you start taking pictures, even if you just take five, 10 minutes to just be in awe of what you want to capture, because I think it may, means so much more because yeah. when you look at those pictures, then that feeling comes back of, yeah. of the amazement of what you're looking at. Um, and as a single person, going back to that, as a single person, just being aware of your surroundings. Yeah. Right? Sometimes you have to plan things a little bit ahead of time. Where I want to stop? What are the things that I want to see? And then looking like, where is it safe or where is it not safe? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really, really important. I don't yeah. ever take big bags with me. Yeah. If I, I like to have things that I have pockets because I would rather have it in my pocket than anything else. Yeah. If I don't have to carry a purse, I won't. If I do, yep. you know, like I would rather not carry a purse, even just in my day-to-day life. But I know. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like the more stuff you have, the more attention you call to yourself. Yeah, for sure. So nothing fancy, nothing like, I don't feel like I need to have any name brand stuff because- yeah. You're bringing yep. attention to yourself, yeah. right? You may not have any money, but you may have saved for, for a long time to get that one purse, but nobody yeah. knows that. Yeah. You would love this then, Jessica. There's a saying in Colombia called no dar papaya. Like, don't give people a reason to suspect, like, don't give people a reason to think that you got money, you have it all. Like, don't show off, right? Yeah. So. The only thing I always have are my hoops. <laughs> but I'm me- but I'm Mexican, so they all we all got our hoops, girl. <laughs> I love it. One thing also I noticed, like when I travel other places, especially outside of the U.S., I always try, even if like I try and learn a phrase or something in that language, because then they see you're trying, mm-hmm. and I always have my there's a, I have a translator on my phone. And I used to, I actually spent, um, in 2017, I worked for the World Police and Fire Games. And that, and there was like over 30 countries represented there. So this thing saved my life. So I would put things in and then I would show it to them, be like, hey, and that's how we communicated. And they were so appreciative of just me, even if I wasn't speaking to them, that I was trying to make sure that they understood what was happening in their language. Just try. Like people... Yeah. That's what, that's why we get such a bad rap as travelers, yeah. as, oh, yeah. as American, you know, as U.S. citizens, because we're lazy, like yeah. as a, not saying we're lazy, not saying everybody is lazy, right, don't right. write, don't hate me, but as like, <laughs> as a country as a whole, we tend to be really lazy. We will go to other countries and be like, why don't they speak English? Right. Really? When it's not even a national language of our country. No. <laughs> We no. have no official language. No. What so, is the name of the app, Jessica, oh, in case people want to know? Yes, let me tell you. And it's really awesome. I lo- Seriously, I love it. It's called iTranslate. So okay. this little, see that little thing in the middle? Yep. Mm-hmm. Globe. I love Spanish dict. Oh, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> love it. I know that sounds so wrong. That's why I made sure to enunciate the Dict. 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 <laughs> Spanish dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) Next year, I'm hoping, it might actually happen this year, I want to go to Valle de Guadalupe because I was talking about the wines in Mexico because there's three regions in Baja California that really produce a majority of the wine in Mexico. 
And one of those is Valle de Guadalupe, which is like four, I think it's two hours from where I'm at. Okay. So it's nice. not very far because I'm super close to the border. Yeah. And um, I've had some wines from there. Actually, some I had a somebody who does the tours. Um, she actually had some of the Valle de Guadalupe wines and she sponsored my podcast launch party. Mm. And so we had some wines from Valle de Guadalupe that are really, really good. So that's another place that people can, you know, go. You're, we're still welcome in Mexico. Yeah, You can still travel one of the few countries we're, we're actually able to travel to during COVID. You know, it's so good to check those things out anytime. Like I always try to look for a different wine that I've never tried any place that I go. If I'm, you know, it's, it's important to try different things and you don't know what you like unless you try, unless you try stuff. I believe that. Well, do you want to move on to the The T2A, Q2A? (laughs) Are you ready for the ticket to anywhere quick to answer segment? Apparently I must be. (laughs) You want to take another sip and then let's, let's go from there. Let's take another sip. Yes. Okay. I'm ready. (laughs) All right. So the first question is why do you travel? Because, well, oh my gosh, look, I should just show you this. I have a thing that says wanderlust <laughs> on my wall. <laughs> what does it, it says? Say? A strong desire or impulse to wander or travel and explore the world. All right. Do you have any rituals or routines when you get to a new place, a new city, a new country, a new hotel? Do I have a ritual? I always, I almost, I always want to find like the non-touristy places. So I always, I always ask beforehand if people have traveled somewhere and where they've been. And if everybody says the same thing, then that's, I know I, that's not where I might want to stop there, but that's not where I want to spend my time. Right. Yeah. So I'm always trying to find like places where if you're going to another country to experience a different culture. So why are you going to go a place where it's just a bunch of us travelers and you're Mm -hmm. like, so that's usually what I try and do is try and find some places where I can actually experience the culture. Amazing. That's kind of like Leah. You do all the, you find your markets. I do. I like go that. to the Mercado, Mercado Central, every city I go to, even if mm. they don't speak Spanish, I'm like, let me find the central market. <laughs> and then <laughs> totally. Coffee, yeah. Because that's where, that's where the locals shop. That's where they yeah. eat lunch, you know? Yes, that's where you're going to find the best things. That's where you're going to, like, I always look, even here, right? Even where, no matter where I go, if I'm going to a, if I'm going to have East African cuisine, I want to see that there's people of that, you know, I want to see that there's people of that culture or of that country eating there. Because if I go in there and it's a bunch of, like, white business people, then yeah. I'm like, mm, no, this what is not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this isn't like authentic. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So what kind of items do you need with you on your travels? Um, my curly hair products. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to plug Riso's Curls. So they are a Latina owned company based out of LA. Nice. They just got into Target stores. Congrats. So it's amazing. a family-owned company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to plug them because my hair, like especially being dyed blonde, 
um, is they've brought my curls back to life. So I need my curly hair products. I need my Diesel's curls. Um, I always need a water bottle with me because I drink a ton of water. So, and I need, let's see, what are, I mean, besides the obvious basics, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I always try and have extra chargers with me, stuff like that, just to make sure. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) And the last question, T2A, Q2A, what is your next trip? Um, uh, well, hopefully Valle de Guadalupe, that will probably be my next, but my next like big trip, I want to actually travel like uh, next. There's so much I want to do next year. It's Hell really yeah. ridiculous. All of our plans got postponed tonight. I year, know. So. Well, I was planning, to be perfectly honest, I was planning on going to Spain this year. Mm. And because my friend, he lives in Argentina. And so he spends like six months in Argentina and six months in Spain for his work. So I was going to go like spend a month in Spain with him and then be able to do these things that I wanted to do. But that got postponed. So Maybe go to Argentina because I have places to stay in Argentina. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this, Jessica, but I lived there for six months. So I have- No, like, you did? Um, yes, I did. And it was the start of my South American trip and it was life-changing. But I will, I should connect you with the resources and people because it's like good crew. Yes, and there they there. have wine. They have their Malbecs, Mendoza's, oh, yes. like yes. total wine country there too, so. 100%, yeah, it works perfectly. I was getting my favorite bottles from like, the chinos they call them the chinos they're like bodegas right like the little corner market uh-huh. for like three four dollars like right from the source it was so good i loved it that's all yes. we drank was wine we drank wine for the pregame in argentina <laughs> all right so jessica do you want to tell everyone where to find you where to find the wine and cheese may yes so you can go to our website the wine and cheese podcast.com and when i say our i mean mine because i'm everything <laughs> <laughs> um Instagram at the wine. You have to put at the wine and cheese because if you put wine and cheese it goes to somewhere else who hasn't been active in forever. And let's be real, I am the wine and cheese. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> and then inst- I mean, then uh, Facebook and LinkedIn at the wine and cheese podcast. So, love that. Thank you Amazing. so much. Yeah, we appreciate the the vision that you have for your podcast and for everything that you're doing business-wise supporting (laughs) you you know people of color women of color yes we thank you for that and your platform has always been used for good so we can't Mm -hmm. thank you enough for that and oh thank you guys for having me yeah this is what women empowering women looks like guys that's right right. (laughs) i love it love it well thank you again jess um again i am trizzy and i'm leah la in flight And we are signing off with the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. Check us out on YouTube and Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Stitcher, Google, and Pocket Casts. But we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Come find us. And uh, this was another episode of Ticket to Anywhere podcast. Jessica, the Wine and Cheese May podcast, thank you so much. And we'll see you guys soon.